Thanks for joining us. Back in Sylvester Stallone. Filmography, Jared. 1987's over the top. I mean, obviously, the, the premiere and foremost arm wrestling picture, mm. I believe. So this will be an interesting one to unpack a little bit. Uh, before we get to that, though, you've obviously been on, on leave, so your watching what list should be long and yeah. distinguished. Reasonably long. I don't know about distinguished. Okay. What do we got? It's long. Okay. What do we have? Well, after, um, after chatting to you about the docos last week, I got into a little bit of doco territory. Mm-hmm. I started off with this was the XFL. Okay. Which was the 30 for 30 about the first go around for the XFL, which was kind of funny. Like it was, it was, a, it was good to look back on. That was Vince McMahon. Yeah, thing, right? yeah. The funniest parts to look back on are his like press conferences about, you know, leading up to it and fucking how by the end of it, for some of the good that they did, seeing the last couple of weeks and seeing him pulling some of the fucking WWE vignettes in the middle of the game. Like there was one where he tries to throw a cameraman into the cheerleaders' locker rooms and things oh, like this. For it's just God like fake. Vince, come on. But it's also interesting to see some of the ideas that they pulled on the technical side for like camera angles and stuff caught on. Yeah. And and you see them in the NFL now and stuff like that. The funniest part for me was like <laughs> there was there was a portion where they started trying to win back some ratings. They started throwing throwing shit against the wall and seeing what would stick. And one of the things was Jesse Ventura as like the, the fucking sideline, the halftime reporter and stuff. But he ran it like a wrestling show. So he starts antagonizing the coaches and, you know, there's one where he asks the coach a question as he's walking off and the coach won't talk to him. He's like, yeah, of course, too fucking yellow to talk to me at halftime and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like... <laughs> okay, I can, I can see how this went pear-shaped. <laughs> I know, Jesse, stop it. Oh, yeah. Ask him a legitimate question or shut up. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a good one. It was interesting to watch. Uh, I also watched Hell Camp, yep. which you mentioned. Mm. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Uh, I think it suffers from, and we spoke about this, I think it su- suffers from being just one of the prime examples of Netflix's paint-by-numbers documentary model at the moment just to rip out whatever you can. I don't even know if it was made by Netflix, but there was parts of it where you could just you could predict exactly what the person popping up was going to say. If it wasn't made by Netflix, it was clearly in the wheelhouse of what they yeah, wanted. Absolutely. And, and it, look, I, I, like you, thought some of it was interesting. But I also thought to myself it probably could have been done in fucking 40 minutes. Well, the story that they came out with, they didn't go too in-depth with it. It just, it just kind of started going from the first one that where, quite honestly, you could see some of the reasons why the first one succeeded. Yeah. And then they start to bring out a few little issues around, I mean, number one, you probably shouldn't fucking kidnap the kids in the middle of the night and then just chuck them in a van and yeah. drive them to the location. This That's isn't um, fucking frat, 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 um, no, frat house hazy. Exactly. But you see parts of the camp that are just like camps that kids would go to. Yeah. But then they started to dig into the issues around it, which was good. But from there, you go, you don't seem to, they don't seem to develop very much of the story to the point where we get to the camp in Samoa where it's basically fucking hell. It's well, it's like prison. fucking Lord of the Flies. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know about you, but I could be a bit of a prick of a kid back in the day, but I don't think I needed 18 months in Samoa. No, <laughs> sort me out. Especially like maybe was, a month. I think they should have talked to the reporter guy a little more and dug into the issues around, hey, he's fucking gone out of the States and outside of these bloody 
um, checks and balances. And as you said, it turned into very, very bad situations. What about the one that was on the ship? Yeah. That was yeah. pre the Samoa one. Oh Fuck me, God. drug. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need to be on a ship for six months. Yeah, I think they should have dug into those ones a little more. Yeah. And as yeah, as we said, there's a couple of people that pop up where you can clearly see just just by talking to them that they've got some fucking high level needs that probably weren't Met. being catered to at that particular time. Yeah, in, you know the eighties. So you can see so the, where the friction would have yeah, occurred. Yeah, you can see where some of the issues. You know, the guy was not an educator. He didn't know anything about working with kids. He just thought, oh well, the, the way to fix kids is just this military. Well, that was the most in, the, the most interesting thing for me is that the guy was fucking dribbling on about how this is how you fix kids. But both his kids ended up in the camp and both his kids had major problems of drugs, alcohol yeah. uh, and other forms of issues. So clearly, mate, and, and the camp didn't help them. No. So clearly you actually didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the last in the doco realm, oh, well, actually there was another doco, but I, I watched uh, the whole series of... Uh, Shiny Happy People. Oh yeah, on Amazon about yeah. the Duggars. And, you mentioned um, this. Duggar you said it was very and, good. Yeah, I never watched the show. I, I, like it was one of those things where you knew of them because you'd seen them pop up on bloody entertainment shows or websites or whatever. So you knew there was this this website about this family with fucking eighteen children or nineteen by the time it wrapped up. But it's really well. It's kind of the opposite to Hell Camp. It's really well structured. Like the first episode just sticks around the family and how they got famous and then starts to dig into a couple of issues that pop up and then the second episode goes into the teachings that they followed and the guy that founded this crew that, I mean, the the fucking group that they were following was where they were getting all the homeschool material too. So the homeschooling was not fucking, again, it's not a so curriculum. So it's not curriculum from not a curriculum. actual it's just these books, education. These books that, that dictate all the religious teachings and stuff like that. <laughs> And then, you know, the third episode goes deeper into that and the guy that ran it and then the fourth one sort of comes back around to the Duggars. Great stuff. Really good stuff. I thought I was very impressed. I believe that's on Amazon Prime, correct? on Amazon Prime. Okay, I'll check that out. And it's reasonably, you know, I looked at the four episodes and my initial thought was, oh, this is classic Netflix where they're they're going too long with it. But the episodes are pretty well paced. There's like, they range from about 30 minutes to 50 minutes, 35 minutes to about 50 minutes. Okay. So some of the episodes are nice and short and sharp, and I don't think it suffers too much from the bloat of being a longer, longer doco. I think as I think the structure of it and the way they they work it out works really well. Good. Um, and last on the doco realm was uh, just last night. You saw a little bit of this yourself. But I, I saw seventy five percent. Let's just say that. I'd say you saw about five percent. I did. I saw a, a, couple of a portion of it quite a bit, but then I, I missed some key key things. <laughs> Let's just get into you it and then I'll explain info. what I missed. You missed some key info. Yeah, so it was The Devil on Trial, which yeah. was the Netflix doco about the case that the Warrens were involved in that is That's the basis, uh, basis for Conjuring 3. Yeah. Look, fair to say for a near 90-minute doco, the 10 minutes towards the back end pretty much sum up what I think was going on. Yeah. I didn't like it so much. I think they dramatised. You pointed out early on that there was a lot of flashbacks coming in, yeah. like, like dramatised flashbacks. Uh, initially I was like, yeah, I, you know, sometimes they, they put this stuff out there, I'll, I take it or leave it. But I think it fed into the bullshit, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. It fed into what I think was wrong with the doco, where they fucking they go from the start with this uh, the, the possession angle, and then to me, 
the 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 picking at parts of that is the more interesting thing, and you didn't put a lot of time into that. Probably because if you pick too pick too closely apart at it, you pick it apart, and you find out that it's not real. Let, let's well, let's, let's think, be totally honest here, Jared. What, I think that's what it comes down yeah. to. We can't we can't do too much into it because once we do, we just fucking mm. we just go. This is crap. But you don't go into the case very much. Mm. You don't go into the things that could go against this possession. Yeah. You spend ninety minutes fucking trying to trying to scare us like the movie, and then you go, well, well yeah, there might have been something else here. <laughs> I, I'm glad they they did actually address talk to, it. Talk yes. to the oldest brother who was like, "This is bullshit." Well, Whereas the me, rest of the family's like, "Oh, this happened absolutely." And then the one let me lay this out, this on you. This is bullshit. now. Look, I, I saw seventy five percent. Okay, I I, I Sorry, missed the, the bit. The bit. Uh, <laughs> okay, fifty fifty. Oh, I. Admit that I fell asleep during the key crux of the possession <laughs> angle and the murder, and then woke up to find people questioning. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I? What am I in here? But once I actually did see the majority of the second half, where they sort of untangled the Warren's involvement and the older brother, who sounds far. More convincing than anyone else in the documentary. Yeah. Far more convincing. The simple fact of the matter is, and you only have to look at what because they did, uh, you know, they did have snippets of of the recordings yeah, yeah. throughout yep. that last last back end. So I kind of caught up there, but it's just the Exorcist. Yeah, it's clear that they have used the Warrens' stick. Was yeah. you take the fucking Exorcist, yep. and you rinse and repeat. Well, you listen to what the kid's saying. At one point he says, Jesus is going to burn in hell. Yeah. Well. That's close to your mother sucks cocks in hell. Jesus isn't here, mate. He's not, a, he's not in the room with us. Mm. Wouldn't he have already been at one of these two places? <laughs> he would have arrived. Well, if you're possessed by the devil, <laughs> isn't Jesus rocking up in someone else's body and going, what the fuck are you doing yeah, here? Yeah. But you, you listen to things that he's saying and then at one point he goes, Oh yeah, I saw this. I saw this thing in the room, and it looked just like a, a Halloween store devil. And mm. I'm like, you're telling me that the actual, you're telling the actual me devil, that Satan popped up, and he was a guy with a red face, two little horns, yeah. some long black sideburns, a little a little goatee. Yeah, exactly. That's what he looked like. And this I is mean, this is on. where the Warrens come into play. They they um, coach the kid. Yeah, they well, coach the, the family. Is the only one to say, hey, they came in before any of what he was doing. And said, oh, this is what will happen and made sure we heard it all. Yeah. And then he's like, lo and behold, it all starts, brother starts doing exactly that. Yep. And then the Warrens, they're not doing anything other than um, he, quick, take the camera, hold the microphone to him, yep. let him go. The funniest part was when he was like, oh, my dad, who wasn't involved, you know, when you watch the doco, they, they make it clear that the dad also thought it was bullshit and was just not involved in any of it. He goes, dad walks in and. Said that that's enough, and slapped the shit out of the kid, and said, "Stop it!" And, and he goes, "Funnily enough, the devil was very quiet that day." <laughs> yeah, 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 he sat down and did what he was told. I was like, "Yeah, of course he did." Yeah, because and the, the, the story that he concocts, as you said, is far more believable. Yes, is mum was more, mum was putting drugs in their food and shit, and it comes down to the classic things. The they made zero money, but the Warrens made heaps. Warrens made yeah, they made four grand. The Warrens made eighty by selling. The I book. mean, it's and it, 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 it's it's clear that they. 
you know, as has been said, we were looking at a few articles, as we do, you know, you watch this and then you read a few articles and you, you stumble back across the whole breakdown of the Warrens or whatever. And there was one in particular that said the Warrens were never researchers. The Warrens never walked, walked up and said, all right, well, we're going to research this case. The Warrens walked up and said, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. Yeah. And this is how we're going to play it, which normally involved a book. Funnily enough, that brother also mentions a, a writer coming in, which is very, very close to the Amityville story, which makes his take a little more believable. Yes. I mean, you could say, well, he's heard what, what went on with Amityville and, and just... Were the Warrens involved in that? Yeah, yeah. Not as Heavily. deeply because Lutz was the... Lutz no, and... The Warrens were as were deeply embedded in that one as this one. Oh, were they? I think they. I thought they were on the, more on the peripheral periphery oh, of probably, Amateur. Yeah, maybe not so much in. in but that's where they, I reckon that's where they got their stick. Yeah, that's where they got their fucking ideas. But the because Warrens it's exactly were the, one the same that tied thing. It up, tied it up with the author and oh, brought okay. the author in, and the Warrens were the ones that were saying, "We're going to punch this up, make it scary." scary but this girl. is the thing. This is the thing, Jared. How long does it take that we continue to say in Hollywood? Ah, oh, you know, let's 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 from the files of the Warrens when you know they're shysters. It's been clearly fucking put out there that they're a, they're a pack of liars, right? Yeah. So the movies should not come with a based on a true story. They should just be a story. Yeah, well, we I think this is the thing, right? The whole phrase "based on a true story" allows you to just just put jump around. I think they use the "inspired by" now. Yeah, a lot of which would make, as I said to you, I don't think, I don't want to speak and say. Definitively, whatever. But I don't get the sense that James Wan goes into these movies thinking, "Oh yeah, yeah this is exactly how it happened." Oh, I think of course. His yeah. job is how how are we going to scare the shit out of someone sitting in? But the it's audience? more the marketing. It's not about yeah. James Wan and how he makes those films because I I feel like yeah he's taking a kernel of an idea there yeah. and then just expanding it into a scary film. Yeah, and that's that's okay. But they're marketed as some kind of true to life. That Ed and Lorraine Warren are someone that we should look at as, you know, people that, because they're heroes in these movies. Is that not the way it's played? Yeah. They're heroic. Yeah. But why should we portray these people as heroic characters when they're clear bullshit artists? I think you've just got to look at it like, I get the sense it's like, well, to use their name and to use their stories, you've kind of got to. Yeah, you've got to suffer a little bit you've of bullshit. Got to pay them some money and whatever. So I, I don't think what you're seeing. On I think screen they're both is, dead, aren't they? Yeah, they're both dead. Yeah, I think what you're seeing on screen is basically just a concoction, and yeah. you know, just separating it. It's a fiction. The two, the Warrens on screen are a fictional. Yes, they're 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 we're creating a character with just those names. We're we're characterising yeah. who they are for the films. Yep, totally different to who they were in reality. But Pretty yeah, look, it's just—it's just very like it's just hard to cop this. That there's so many fucking people who have had to put up with these fucking bullshit artists coming in and saying, "Yeah, look, your son's possessed." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yep, yep. I wasn't a, wasn't a big fan of that one. I think yeah, they played too much to the to that angle and not enough of let's let's dig a little deeper into. I mean, you don't even really hear what happened in the murder. They very briefly describe, oh, yeah, there was a bit of a fight, there was this and that. There was a stabbing and that was it. You know, when you look into it, other people say, yeah, there was lots of drinking going on, there was rumours of an affair. They briefly mention that, but they don't dig very, very deep into it. So I couldn't couldn't strongly recommend it unless you've got an interest in kind of, you know, you just... Can I ask, Jared, because, again, I'm going to quietly point out I missed this part of the the documentary. (laughs) 
Did the you? young boy was possessed. Yeah. But so how did the other guy? Why? So, how could he? How could he use a defence of devil possession? So they said. The um, they said during the possession. Oh, left uh, to during, him during the church during the during an exorcism in the church, which they had a recording of. Funnily oh. enough, oh. he he got said, possessed too. <laughs> Leave the boy to take me on or something like that. And of course, Lorraine Warren was said, "Oh, you can't do that. He's, you've, what have you done now?" And then he. He declares that I was walking out of the apartment down the stairs and then I blacked out and I don't remember anything from that point on of the murder. And that's, so that's what you're saying you were possessed. That's yeah. how you're saying you were possessed. Yeah. That was five months. It, the murder was five months after the... Um, after the. So you've been possessed for five months but you didn't do anything until now. Possessed for five months with no symptoms until you murdered someone. Oh, now I'm possessed. <laughs> now I'm possessed, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so now I realise how much crap it was. Because that's that doesn't make any sense at all. At all. I don't know, but the devil will just wait in hiding until you're Does at the weakest point. <laughs> so you're at your most vulnerable point, which happens to yeah. coincide with heavy drinking and um and a bloke that's possibly slept with your missus. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. The devil likes to play a long game. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. The devil's been playing a long game for thousands of years now. Yeah, so that that one wasn't wasn't great. So moving into the well from. Fictional to more fictional. I'm going to assume that the next thing out of your mouth in this thing is that one wasn't great either. <laughs> well, no, no. well, the next one wasn't bad. I watched Talk to Me. Speaking of oh, yes, okay. I watched Talk to Me. Okay. Uh, really cool. Yeah. Really well done. The, the, the start of it especially, probably the first half, is really cool. A nice little take on the possession stuff. I love the way they play it. It's like this party game. Mm. Sort of, sort of go in, you know, th- throw in a little bit of the viral culture and that sort of thing. Some pretty strong acting performances from some young actors that I haven't seen a lot of. Does it lose a bit of steam? In it the loses half? a bit of steam because it kind of gets a little predictable in where you're going. And they, in trying to play the grief and almost a touch of like addiction to something, the the lead character does things that are just really silly, and so you sort of start to lose a bit of. That element of really being in her corner. Yeah. He's kind of like, oh, you got to stop. You just got to stop. But overall, really enjoyed it. Mm. I would say check it out. I was looking at it, even when it was getting pretty good buzz, I was like, oh, it's not really my thing. It doesn't really look like, I don't, I don't tend to love a lot of those possession sort of movies. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good fun. Okay. Good. Uh, then I went on to Renfield. Oh, yes. Renfield was good fun. Yeah. I thought I've heard that. It's not fantastic. Yeah. But, but it's just light and, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's light and it, obviously, you know, as, as people that enjoy that sort of stuff, obviously we've watched different takes on Dracula. I recently went through the Nosferatu kind of variations on it. So I loved seeing just a funny little take on, you know, Renfield, how he's in a toxic relationship and this sort of stuff. That was funny. Mm. I'm not a huge Aquafina fan. I've said that a few times. I actually mm. didn't mind her performance. I thought she was pretty enjoyable in this. And Nick Cage, bit of fun. Yeah. Um, perfect, say, perfect role for him. Yeah, it's just an enjoyable little flick. So had some fun with that. I then checked out. Uh, I, I saw the Iron Claw. Ah, yes. In the cinemas. I'm, I'm actually really keen to see that. Yeah, yeah. Look, I loved it. I, I thought uh, there's there's definitely a few issues with it early on. Like Fritz von Erich, the character of Fritz von Erich is very. He's just spouting things to kind of fill in details. Yeah, and it almost sounds like a. 
a fucking narration voiceover or whatever. Like there's one part where they're at the dinner table and he starts, he's making sure he calls everyone by name and he's like, oh, you know, you got to eat up because you're going to be a big, strong wrestler and all that. And then, you know, Kerry Von, Eric, Kerry Von Eric at this point is in the Olympic training camp. So he has to kind of say, well, you know, your brother Kerry, he's about to become the first Olympian in the family. And I'm, I'm looking at it going, oh, Jesus, this is really clumsy fucking exposition and stuff like that. But once you get all that out, it sort of settles in. There's a few instances of that, but it sort of settles in. And it's just a fucking heartbreaking sort of story. Fritz von Erich, the character is very kind of one note, but I think the Zach Efron's and, and um, you know, Jeremy Allen White, what? forgotten his name, but the, the English bloke who's playing the oldest brother and then the, the, the youngest brother who I don't, I haven't, not really familiar with that actor. They all do a really good job of, of, showing on screen this really close brotherly relationship. They all deliver really, really solid performances. The youngest brother is a little bit, I don't know, it's a little bit goofy in the way it's played out towards the end. But yeah. overall, I think they, that was the strength of it, like showing just the fucking heartbreaking nature of it. And, you know, having having watched things like Dark Side of the Ring and knowing yeah. a bit about the Von Eriks, to think that they fucking left one of the brothers out who also had a tragic story yeah. and then watching the movie and going, yeah, they probably made the right decision because this is tough to watch. Mm. It's pretty good. I, I, I liked it. Okay, um, good. Outside of that, I've been fucking knee-deep in full moon, well, not even knee-deep, neck-deep in full moon <laughs> features, Adam. Oh, holy shit, here we go. I, I've watched Evil Bombs 1 through oh. 7. Uh, the ginger dead man versus the evil bomb oh, in this space of time. For sake, Jared. <laughs> like, honestly, have you wanted to gouge your eyes out? There's been times that I have wanted to. There's been... Uh, uh, I, get the, I get the comedic nature or the angle that you're going for on the first one or two. But fucking hell, by the seventh one, I was sitting there going, why, why am I still watching? I'll, don't get me wrong. I love Charlie Bear. Uh, I love the hustle. I love the fact like that he can brother. make the cheapest movies ever. But on this one, they just got a little too much for me. I mean, the soundtrack is almost the same for all the movies. There's songs you hear multiple times. The same actors pop it up. The same, same. Uh, Do you reckon they're all just shot in like fucking a few months? Not like even. all of them. A couple of weeks. A few weeks. A couple of weeks tops. Some of them only have one or two locations, and they just rip through that. Like the the first Evil Bong has two locations. A dorm room and then a, a strip club looking thing. That's that's it. Less money I just per don't film. Find, the thing for me is I just don't find – I'm open to watching something really stupid like this and getting a few laughs. The problem for me is I don't find them, don't find them all that funny. There's a few laughs to be had but not a lot. Well, we had a conversation about it the other, uh, earlier on yesterday. Mm. I understand the days of video yep. where you punched out – Ten puppet masters. Yep. Because you were making video rental dollars. Yes. And sales. Yeah. This the days of that are gone. Yeah. So what are you actually making out of this? Well, he's making. He's got to be making money. But is it just content for a streaming service or something like that? He's got his own streaming service, and then obviously they get sold to Tubi. And yeah. So he makes some money there, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem to be as much. I don't think it'd be as much, and I think that shows on the films. But I also just don't think these. Like back in those days, he was making. I, I'm going to say that Blake made some good movies. He made trances. Castle Freak's pretty good with good actors and some, some decent ideas. Yeah. Like I don't think something like Zone Troopers is great, but I love the idea. Like the idea of fucking you're in the midst of World War II, but then you come across a fucking alien. That was a good idea yeah. for, a, for a movie like that. I just It seems like the budgets aren't there to be going with this. 
no. with with those ideas anymore. So he's kind of settled into this this kind of range. It's just not. I don't know. I don't find it as funny as it should be to me. You and everyone else, I think. <laughs> Adam, we're, we're at Evil Bong number eight, and the Evil Bong and the Ginger Dead Man are still little puppets that they are putting like a real person's <laughs> mouth over to animate the, the speaking. Again, I respect the hustle. You oh, cut costs. I love the hustle. Yeah, put it on YouTube. <laughs> Fucking, I don't. Yeah, let, let's not worry about putting it anywhere else. No, I want a, I want a nineties. I want a nineties fucking Charlie Bear full moon feature. I know he's. I think he was angling to make head of the family too. I'd be there for that because I like that one. Did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Is uh, that it for you? Yeah, that was it. God, just too many evil bongs and ginger dead man. But the good thing bombs. is, you saw the Iron Claw and a couple of other good ones in there. Yeah, I did watch. The At least you didn't have to get movies. some fucking that shit. That's all you had. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. I did a fair bit of TV. Uh, oh, I finished off Reacher season two. Really good. Enjoyable stuff. I mean, Alan, Alan Richardson is pure. Cruise. Who's the oh, better Richardson actor? better. Just the Cruise, Cruise, actor. a far better actor. Yeah. Like if you could take Cruise's acting ability and put it in Richardson, yeah. Then you've got yourself. But Richardson's a good actor. He's a, he's to- a, he's a solid actor. Cruise is a better actor, but Richardson is the guy. Like he looks like, like what the they're supposed physical, to have him. Is. The physical aspects are are important. They to are. Actor. They are. And I read one of the novels yeah. just recently, yeah. and they're very important. Okay. I mean, he's purely natural, Darren. Purely natural. No help. No help at all. He's got fucking shoulders like <laughs> he looks like a fucking suitcase. Sorry, like, what was that? <laughs> THT. Yeah, I, I had a little bit of that. Oh, okay. Look, Alan. I was bending over in the shower and someone tripped and <laughs> Alan injected it in right. my bub. Well, no, just tell Alan, us. That's it's fine. not le- illegal for you to do that, mate. I'm not dirty on you. You're not a fucking sports person or something. I you're mean, when actor. I look at you, I consider maybe I should do it. Maybe no. I should do it. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you're ripped as fuck. <laughs> absolutely ripped. The bloke's huge. Yeah, if I just have to, you know. But if I had to compare his size in season one to in season two, I mean, it's fucking chalk and cheese. He's, 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 he's much bigger. Yeah. Okay. But look, good, good, solid action sort of. TV. Yeah. I watched the first two episodes of True Detective, mm. Night Country, which is the one set in the Antarctic with Jodie Foster. Yep. Fucking really good uh, and creepy as hell. And I believe it also has, what's his name, John Hawks? Don't see enough of John Hawks. I love him. I reckon he's nice. great. He pops up sort of in a lesser role, but so far, really enjoying it. This is the one that I was... Very um, unsure of, but I got a recommendation from a mate and um, Boy Swallows Universe mm-hmm. on Netflix, which is an Australian seven-episode series. I loved it. It reminded me of Two Hands. Yep. Very much a Two Hands vibe. Yeah, he's got, it's got uh, Brian Brown in it, of course. You know, he's in everything. But it's really, really well done. It has that kind of, as I said, Two Hands, Pulp Fiction kind of vibe where there's all these little – things out there and they all sort of come together at the end. But it actually, the last episode, it goes in a direction direction that I did not see coming at all. And I loved it, even though it shouldn't be. Like, it's kind of like I looked at it initially like, what the fuck is this? But it worked. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm going to let it go. You know, I'm going to let that go. Uh, It was really, really worth it. Definitely worth some time if you've got time. I mean, admittedly, you... You've got a packed schedule. Evil bong. Evil bong films take up a fair portion of your well, life. Well, look, by part eight, 
They're only an hour long, oh. thankfully, because early in the series it was, she was fucking 90 minutes. And you'd be you'd be one and a half of them, wouldn't you? Oh, look, there was a couple of portions where it's like there's not dialogue and there's shit going on where I'm like, yeah, I'll just quickly one and a half that now that Tubi's offered me that option. <laughs> I, look, it's where I really – it's where I, I wish I wasn't a completionist with this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, I watched an old slasher film from 1989 called Moonstalker. Mm-hmm. Found it on YouTube in full. No, Awful. You no, you didn't. <laughs> Awful. Oh, no, no, of course I didn't. <laughs> I had it on DVD. Um, it was awful. Okay. And I do, the only reason I watched it is because I remember someone mentioned it on, you know, on uh, Instagram. Mm. And I was like, fuck, I remember that movie. And I remember when mum and dad were going out for, to an, an event at night and took me down to the video store and allowed me to hire this when I was like fucking 14. And it yeah. was R rated. And of course, Left me at home. And <laughs> watch this bullshit. Yeah. Of course, it scared me shitless back then. Yeah. Now what, they just look at the cover and say, "Well, is this comedy yeah. or something?" Yeah. <laughs> well, the big R on the bottom should have fucking probably tipped him off. That it wasn't really for me. But... Which is funny because your mum normally would have seen that and been blowing up. I know. <laughs> you can't watch that. Fucking clearly, they were both blind. <laughs> they were checked out by then. Couple of, couple of flutes of no, shit. They fucking. <laughs> Just couldn't give a shit because what they knew was I would pester the shit out of him. So yeah. they were like, just fucking let him watch it. Let's get out of here. Yeah. He's 14. We've already determined that he's, he's yeah. fucked. He's, he's a fucking it. idiot. Like, he's a gormless idiot now. It's not going to be improved. We can't do any more. Can't do any more yeah. for the fella. So just let him go. And the last one was a documentary on Netflix called American Nightmare, mm-hmm. which is a three episode. Uh, way too long, as per usual. The story is interesting. And I will, be, I will admit when you first hear what these, this couple is putting forward, I am just going, total shit. You guys are fucking talking out of your ass. But the documentary does do a reasonable job of pointing out the police got blinders mm. and they couldn't look outside of what their predetermined thinking was. Yeah. Uh, and made some diabolical errors, which would have fucking solved this case immediately. Yeah. But because they were so fucking content on thinking these guys were lying, that it took away from it. So that stuff was interesting. The third episode was probably the most interesting, where it kind of unravels everything. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, too long. Fucking could have done it in an hour. So Give it to Charlie Band. He'll do it in an hour. He'll do it in 25 minutes. And everybody will be a puppet with a fucking mouth gun <laughs> talking there. Well, there's there's also a lot of um, also a lot of sex between puppets, which I'm starting to yeah. start that. wonder about Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> getting some getting some vibes about him that I don't like. Oh shit! But that was it for me. Okay. All right. Let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 1987's arm wrestling epic, over the top. Sylvester Stallone. Over the top. Ready PG. Soon. Over the top. 1987. Directed by Menem Golan, who directed Kumite. I haven't seen that one. I wonder if it's got any connection to Bloodsport. 
It's produced by Manam Golan and Yoram Globus, who produced Cobra. It, the story was by Gary Conway, who wrote American Ninja 2, The Confrontation, and David Engelback, who wrote Death Wish 2. Side note, when David saw this picture, he cried. Mm. <laughs> so, not tears of joy. <laughs> not tears of joy. Not tears of joy. The screenplay was by Sterling Silfant, who wrote The Towering Inferno and won an Oscar for guess, uh, for In the Heat of the Night. Did they take it back? They should have. <laughs> And Sylvester Stallone. So Sly got his grubby mitts on this too. Mm. It stars Sylvester Stallone as Lincoln Hawk, Robert Lozier as Jason Cutler, Susan Blakely as Christina Hawk, and Rick Zumwalt as Bob Bull Hurley. The budget was $25 million and the box office was 16 Sylvester was reportedly unhappy with the final film in an interview with Ain't It Cool News, he said that if he'd directed the film, he would have changed the scene to an urban environment, used scored music instead of rock songs and made the Las Vegas finale more ominous. Mm. I think that was not the worst of your problems, mate. Yeah. So, There's still a couple of things to fix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And why the urban environment? I disagree. I actually think some of yeah. the best stuff was the, the truck out on the road. Yeah. That's the only good shit in there. Yeah. So I'm going straight into this. It's just junk. <laughs> I mean, what the <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it's trying to make do for arm wrestling what sort of Rocky did for boxing. But it just doesn't realise that arm wrestling's fucking boring. Yeah. Can I just uh, interject very briefly yeah. to sort of piggyback onto that? I know you and I sort of checked in on a Siskel and Ebert uh, breakdown <laughs> of the movie. Um, and just to sort of put out their, uh, their take on the arm wrestling, um, I'm going to quote, I think it was Ebert. Yeah. Ebert said, arm wrestling does not have the speed and poetry of boxing or, for that matter, any other sport. <laughs> Spot on, Roger. It's a bit of a problem. Spot on, big boy. A little bit of a problem. Yeah, exactly. It is just so it, – it lacks sort of – it lacks a, a way of kind of grabbing you and hooking you. Mm. An arm wrestle lasts for what, 30 seconds? Mm. So where's the ebb and flow of it, like a boxing match? Yeah. Where's Again, the... those two fellas point out, there's only so many times you can go this way and then that way <laughs> this way. <laughs> it's not very cinematic, is it? Exactly. So why Sylvester would, would have jumped on this, I haven't got a clue. Dollars. Dollars, yeah. And reportedly he got $12 million, which was the yeah. biggest paycheck to any actor ever yeah. at the time. And I think he said, didn't he say, he, he just kept... They kept offering him more offering and more money. more and more money until I said yes. Yeah. And I, look, I, I, I'm... I am not knocking the bike. Like if <laughs> someone offered me twelve million bucks to arm wrestle on screen, mate. If someone offered me twelve bucks to be an evil bong nine, I'd say yes. Oh, <laughs> I need one hundred and twenty, <laughs> not twelve. It's poorly written. The first hour has only one arm wrestle, and it's basically just this tedious drama about him and his son trying to reconnect. Yeah, whilst driving a big rig. Yep. So. None of that works. The connection between him and his son is just a massive failure. The dialogue stinks. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but 
arm wrestling just has no business being a plot device in, no. a, in a major film like this. No. It's one out of five. One. Oh, hang on. Quick question. Oh, no, give me your thoughts and then I'll ask you a quick question about this. Okay. I went for a two. Two? Only because, yeah, I got a bit of, I got a few laughs out of the you goofiness of it all. I am being generous. But there was a couple of sequences that I thought were reasonably well directed, some of the truck stuff. I thought there was one or two scenes of the father-son stuff that was okay. But you're totally right. Like, we spend an hour just telling you that this bloke's an arm wrestler and showing it once and then getting caught up in this, the drama. But the drama makes no sense. (laughs) The backstory is just like... (laughs) They keep putting things out there that kept making me say, huh, what, like why? Why is, where's he been for so long? Why do they still have a really good relationship if he's been away for 10 years, this and that? And and I just kind of, I was just like, this is so muddled. And then to resolve that, we go to a half hour fucking, half an hour of arm wrestling. (laughs) It's just not... And there's, there's, some, mo- there's brief moments of excitement and a bit of a laugh in there. But overall, I'm just like, holy shit. As, as we said, pardon the pun, it lacks the punch of Rocky. It <laughs> does, it does. And, Jared, there's some random shit in that half an hour. There's some really <laughs> random stuff, really random stuff. Yeah. I, you know what? I probably should go one and a half. Let's go one and a half. <laughs> you downgrade. Yeah, downgrade. I gave it too much out. credit for the couple of things that they did all right. Uh, but, yeah, the dialogue at, at points is fucking laughable. And the kid, I know he's been ripped as, a, as not a great actor. I know Siskel at Ebert fucking said they would slap the kid and he was a shit <laughs> actor. Him and across this, the room, I believe. This sort of stuff. <laughs> like that's a bit hard. I'm not that down on him. I think the kid as an actor was Totally fine. Was passable. But what he's given is just nothing. What he's given is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) He's either annoying or fucking not really in it. Like there's there's these stretches where he disappears and there's stretches where he's just fucking an annoying pain in the ass. Yeah. Like he's given very little to work with. And then when he comes around with the relationship, we start... Like we sideline him and go into the arm wrestling, and like it's just really weird. Fucking <laughs> Jesus! All right, one up. Talk about a talk about a miscalculation. Of, uh, you know. Was arm wrestling big when when this so. movie was getting put together? Well, didn't they create the tournament? They created a real tournament that mirrored the one in the movie, so to, to then so, be able to shoot some stuff. So there was no anchoring. I mean, obviously there's arm wrestling competitions. But, but just out in the fucking trucker roads, like the trucker, I mean, Lincoln Hawk exists. Well, everything now has a, has a tournament. I mean, there's professional eating. Well, it's fucking world-class tips, for fuck's sake. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that stupid fucking game show they had on. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, world-class tips. Or well, what do they call it? I think it's tag. tag. World-class tag. It's yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, you got these fucking ridiculous darts competitions. Yeah, and I'm not taking shots at darts. No, no. It's, yeah, it's, it's a skilled game. Yeah, but it belongs. Darts is, darts is a beautiful thing to do when you're sitting around in a pub having a few drinks. You hold your comps there. When you start playing intro music and having people walking out to back in black and things yeah, like that. that's when you've got a problem. It, it doesn't quite hold. And, and you know what, though? Not to – and, again, I, I sounded like I ripped on darts, but honestly, watching a darts – Tournament on screen as a film would have more excitement yeah. and and tension. 
Yep. Because you're trying to hit certain things mm. for, for points. Yeah. That's where arm wrestling goes wrong. Yeah. You're not. All you're doing is trying to fucking drag the guys As I up. said, it's not super cinematic, which is why they have to rely on a few kind of like like wrestling sort of treat, you know, the bit of trash talk beforehand, <laughs> John Grizzly doing his bullshit. Like it's – Drinking fucking oil. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Good that's, one, dipstick. Yeah, that's, um, that's I've got a question for quite, you though now that you've given it one strong. and a half. Is this the worst Stallone film? Probably not. He's probably done worse, hasn't he? Yeah. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of. Stop him, I'm shoot. Definitely. Stop, yeah, he's got stuff like bullet to the head, which wasn't not good. strong. And um, I would suggest detox. Rambo, Rambo, Last, Last Blood, definitely worse than this. Expendables Four. <laughs> haven't seen it, but yes. I haven't even seen it, but yes. I did see the trailer, so yes, it's definitely worse than this. <laughs> Yeah, we'll find out soon Just enough. a side note, that only made $16 million mm. in the US. Yeah. I mean, I could have told you the fucking thing and run out of gas at three. Yeah. Why they decided to make a fourth is beyond me. I don't even know how it got to four movies. Yeah, I reckon I two. I honestly think two. two was the only one I really enjoyed. Well, two's the only one that fully embraced its stupidity yeah. of what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Which was these ageing action guys running around, fart-assing around... Taking the piss. Mm. Two worked on that front. Should have been like wild hogs with guns. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Space cowboys <laughs> even with guns. You know? All right, let's get into it. Now, we're not doing pros and cons because this movie defies the logic of pros and cons, so we're doing an overall package, just similar to what we did with uh, that ridiculous Gary Daniels movie, I think. We did. Uh, uh, the ridiculous Ultimate Warrior movie. Sorry, Ultimate Warrior. Okay, sorry, I don't mean to shit on Gary Daniels. <laughs> Talk about the real stars. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He was a side player. Okay, so straight off the bat, they open with Eddie Money as Lincoln Hawk drives his fucking piece of shit truck down the roadway, yeah, yeah. and it's a shocking rock song. I tell you, Eddie Money sounds like Eddie Broke singing <laughs> that song. It's fucking horrible. Brett, I think it was Eddie Needed Money. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Hungry Need Money, is that what it was? Because it's shit. Oh, I think my first what comment was... What a fucking was, way to get off of the wrong foot. <laughs> I think my first comment was, fuck, they should have let Frank Stallone do this because yeah. he would have done it better. <laughs> Well, I mean, throw your brother a fucking bone when you're yeah. making crap like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say the location work of Stallone driving his truck through the the hills and byways and you know mm. out in the out in the sticks is nice. Yeah, location not work is really, nice. It sets a tone that there's not really a moment in the movie where you could say they haven't put cash and fucking yeah. time into it because <laughs> it's. <laughs> Whether you accomplished what you're after is another story, <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely money. They're de- they're definitely out in some locations and oh yeah, yeah. Some effort's been put in. Didn't spend any money. So on I the like truck. that. No, Purposely. the truck looks like dog shit. <laughs> um, but the moment we see Sylvester behind the wheel, I'm just not convinced. Not convinced at all. <laughs> he looks like you those, you know those country singers who are who are yeah. They're telling you they're all country, but they've got fucking quaffed beards. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, yeah, yeah. Fancy hairdos, and they're wearing fucking four hundred dollar you know jeans. Yeah, I just like. finished working on my truck, but then you look at them and you're like. No, you didn't. You just finished. <laughs> you just finished 
moisturising. <laughs> you took your dipstick out, checked it. Yeah, nothing against that, too. I don't mind a little, no. bit, of, I don't mind a little bit of softening of the features, yeah. but... I've been doing it for years. Don't, 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 <laughs> tell me, don't tell me that you're doing something else. Yeah, because so. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm up front. I'm, I am, I, these, hands have, these are not the hands of a worker. No, shit, <laughs> no. Hell, mate. I, don't, um, I don't think they're the hands of a lover, either. <laughs> What are they? Hands on. They're the hands of an idiot. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah, I think that's about more. That's more like it. Yeah, I think um, it's like yeah. me driving a truck, Jared. Oh, like, exactly. If you saw me exactly. sitting up in a big rig, you'd be like, "What the fuck yeah. are you doing up there?" I mean, they, they could have put the big bump arm sound over the top <laughs> as soon as you see him up in the cab. You're like, "No, this doesn't work." I need to see you in a small like Porsche with um with you know, the top down. That's yeah. Stallone. Yeah, exactly. Tango and Cash Stallone. That's yeah. more like it. Yeah, it didn't fit for me there. Didn't didn't fit. I mean, you, you could also tell straight after that. You can also tell he's never washed his own vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I pulled the trigger and water comes yeah, out. That you looked like me the first time I held that thing at car love. It was just about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you turn the dial around and car lovers to the, the, you know, the washing brush, yeah, yeah, yeah. and next thing you know, shit's fucking falling out. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. What do I do with this? Is this leaking? Yeah, yeah. You rub it on your car, dickhead. All right, yeah, okay. Yeah, he doesn't seem to know. And I love the fact that he fucking armour rolls his tyres. Yeah. But the fucking truck looks like a pile of shit. Yeah, the truck looks horrible. You've armor all the tyres just as you're about to head back out on the fucking dusty highway. <laughs> like, what are we doing, Sly? <laughs> Have a think about it. <laughs> think about Pick your spots. <laughs> you're trying to make a good impression for your son, so you armor all up 100 k's. <laughs> 100 k's out. Oh, let's be frank. For the love of God, Let's mate. be frank. Your tyres are going to fucking fall off by the time you get there looking <laughs> yeah, at your truck. I know, I know. But when the car actually does turn up to the academy, the, the military academy, it looks worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than ever. Bloody <laughs> like, hell, Sylvester. Yeah. You wasted your time there. Yep. Now, the, just the sequence when Stallone turns I know he's a rough... You know, truck driver. Yeah. But he turns up and he gets out of the car and he's in a pair of chinos, Jared. Yeah. He's in a collared shirt. Tie. That looks to be ironed. A tie, braces. Yeah. I don't know about I mean, that. He possibly ironed it by sitting on it in the truck cab. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have time yeah. to do any more than that, but yeah. he's gone to the effort. Like He wore it. He put it on. He used body heat iron. Yeah, you know, the old body Correct. Yep. And his hair's... Brushed. Brushed and he seems to have shaved. Yep. But everybody looks at, at him like he fucking crawled out of the sewer or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like he's some sort of monster. I oh, know. It's, yeah. Like, holy shit, what are we doing here? Like, he, he doesn't look that out of place. This is where you see the issues with the Go-Go Boys' direct, directorial skills. Yeah. Although it was only ever Gollum that directed, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But he just seems to be out of touch with... Normal human, human behavior. behavior. <laughs> like it's just, there's always these really weird things that are going on where, you know, some at some in some contexts and things you can accept it, but when it's a bloke going to meet his son 
and everyone's kind of just looking at him going, it just comes off as really strange. Yes, yes. I mean, look, don't get me wrong, I can see how that happens after the doco mentioned how he spoke to a chimpanzee about how to act. That's really fucking, you know, he didn't quite understand what was going on. Yeah, yeah. But now I've, I've got a, this is a big question, Jared, and I think you kind of hammered this home. Sylvester goes to pick up his son, who he left 10 years ago or 12 years. years ago. Yeah. But there's never an indication of why he left. Mm. They never kind of broached the subject of to what reason he left. Yeah. Was Even it a wife's... falling out with the missus? Were well, they still they married? On really good terms. She's still using his last name. She's still referred to as his wife. He gets um, on the phone and says, hello, honey. Hello, honey. Has he just been driving trucks for 10 years? 10 years. <laughs> Wouldn't fucking make his way to stop in and say hello. I mean, he talks about, yeah, I made a mistake, I know that, but I've been writing you forever. And then he's like, what, you never got the letters? Like he's surprised. But then he talks about how his mum, how the mum would always send pictures, but that would assume that you never got a letter from the boy back with the pictures and you never bothered to fucking check in on that. But like, you, you, yeah, you got the pics, but you, you your pics. stuff was what? Resold by mum? Well. I assume it was a grandfather. We go into that later on where we assume it's the grandfather, but then we find it in mum's room. We find all the letters in mum's room. I don't know. And they never fucking broach any of this. Never. Well, I haven't got time for that, mate. The Hawks fucking in the semi-finals at the at the Las Vegas Arm Wrestling Championship. Well, I mean, you had an hour where you didn't bother with the arm wrestling that you could have dealt with it. But it seems kind of important no, but that you, we need, you had a, need to, a motivation. You had to, to build to... up your son's confidence in yeah, that time, of course. Yeah, you know? and don't tell him about. You could be a loser, but you're all. Oh, yeah. you're we'll, fucking, we'll get to that. We'll definitely get into that. But right. it just seems like in leaving all that out. We lack any fucking understanding of Hawk's motivation to leave and then motivation to want to get back in his life. And we lack any understanding of what sort of resentment the kid might hold, what he understands about his dad other than, oh, yeah, Grandpa said you fucking run drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Grandpa doesn't know what he's talking about, but anyway. Look, it's not recreational. It's fucking, it's it's performance enhancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, different. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So no. there's nothing like this, like for a movie that spends an hour spinning its fucking wheels, yeah. armor old wheels. Armor old wheels. It doesn't bother to explain those. That's where you explain all that. We need it. Yeah, definitely. There's <laughs> something in there as to why mum would mum would forgive him. Is Sylvester now just back? Because I, I think mean, they were trying seems... to use the whole angle of her being sick. Yeah. But then there was no connection to any of that either. He never says, you know. Oh, that's why I'm here and I stayed away because of it just seems like, oh, well, fuck, I'm just, I'm back here now. I always wanted to be. I thought I, cancer was contagious. I, I stayed away. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I couldn't, I couldn't find my way back to have meet you for a fucking hot chocolate or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, none of it seems, well, the fact that she's still using his last name is, is head scratching. Because it's, it's kind of like I got the sense early on that they were ex. Yeah. Well, he, she was his ex-wife. Yeah. That they were on good terms. That could have still worked. That's not an issue. But then he talks to her on the phone like they're still together. Yeah. He then, we then find out her name is still Hawk. Mm. So well, maybe she just kept it because it's a cool last name. <laughs> Correct. 
Maybe. Maybe. Actually, that sounds about right. <laughs> if, if I if I, it was me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm keeping you. Yeah, set. I'll keep that. We're getting divorced, but I'm keeping you. Set. <laughs> All right, let's get into it a bit for Terry Funk. In a Funk? suit. In a suit. Do you think he was stretching his acting range? He, like they said to him, "Listen, we want you to wear a fucking yeah, some sort of ridiculous." Well, two things. Terry never does anything except get yelled at. Yeah. And fight the fucking kid. That's <laughs> he delivers one stuff. message. It's funny because he's yelling at him. We still haven't found him, but Terry's just sitting there reading the paper. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to find him. You there? Um, but two. <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing? I'm looking for a wad ad that says child seat. Oh, yeah, I thought maybe we'd just see a clip of him somewhere. <laughs> Number two, we get uh, a wrestler and, and noted bit of a hard man, Terry Funk. We never get him in a fucking fight. Yeah, one late biffo. It's yeah, very short. It's very short. What are we doing? Yeah, Terry needs to be fucking front and centre. Yeah. In fact. Like Roadhouse. To Mix me, what you do is Terry enters the arm wrestling comp. Ooh, That's what okay. I would have done. No, I would have Throw done us that. a villain. Because I could have done without an arm wrestling comp altogether. No, nah, so. but I would have thrown <laughs> that in. Because um, I'll get to it a bit later, but I'll fucking bull. What's he? It's shocking. Like, mm. shockingly bad. And that whole situation is just so fucking lazy. Yeah. The way they I mean, handle I that. I wasn't too down on him because the whole thing was fucking goofy. And But, yeah, we'll get to that. He's so also got a fucking on wonderful the... Jerry curl. Oh, brilliant. Terry's... Terry was the heights of fashion. Absolutely. Looks fucking magic. So getting back to the military academy. Oh, here we go. The kids are turned. Yeah. <laughs> to start with. Discipline. I thought they taught that there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's polite, but he, he's a polite turd. Yeah, like, yeah. Just fucking have a dirty roadhouse steak and stop fucking complaining about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> stop giving me the fucking stats on cholesterol and shit. Because I don't know about you, Sylvester Stallone looks pretty fucking healthy to me. Yeah, yeah. I think whatever he's doing looks like it's working yeah, okay. Yeah, And we find out what he's doing later and I laugh. I reckon <laughs> the kids should have leaned over and just said, you're natural or not? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Much to the birth of the lads, we see, <laughs> we see what he gets up to later yeah. on. But, yeah, the kid is fucking difficult. Yeah. And I know that you're trying to do that. You're trying to create that. But I actually think it would have been more interesting that the kid, he's a disciplined, squared-away kid yeah. who starts being naturally intrigued by the fact that that's his father. Yeah. And perhaps, you know, they could have teased out some of that information that we talked about that was missing. Again, the lack of nuance from the Go-Go's. Yeah, the he Go-Go's goes from like, 100 we to don't zero. need that. <laughs> he goes from 100 to zero to about a 95 to back to zero yeah, yeah, or yeah. a five. Like, <laughs> he just fucking just goes from one end to the other without any progression. It's just, oh, you're a dick. Oh, no, you're all right. No, no, you're a dick. you're a dick. How dare you make me fucking arm wrestle in a fucking sleazy diner. Jesus. When the first arm wrestle actually happens, I don't mind how they they work with that, how they shoot it. I like how they show the shot of walking into the fucking place. Yep. Of course, every good... Every good roadhouse is equipped with an arm wrestling table. A proper arm wrestling table. arm wrestling table with the pads and shit on it. (laughs) But... I like the way that they, they do it. Again, the scene's goofy as hell that three blokes fucking come and tap him on the shoulder. Yeah. Hey, 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 you're the man to hey, Hulk's the badass and all this sort of shit. Hey, he Hulk's the man to arm wrestle. Whereas I expected the guy when I'm in a roadhouse style like that that he hits me over the head with a sauce bottle or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> He's not interested in arm wrestling. Yeah, correct. So, but the way that they shoot it. Yeah, t- it was tidy enough. For a brief moment. Did I utter touch of class? No. I didn't, Adam. I didn't do it this time. But you wish I learned my lesson. But um, I thought to myself, hmm, could arm wrestling work as a film? And then when the scene finished, you were like, no. No, no probably not. No, it cannot. Wouldn't have done it myself, but anyway. 
Yeah, that was okay. That was okay. Okay, fair enough. I will say that, yes. I will, I will accept that. That, that. That is actually a reasonably well shot sequence. But again, there's no excitement in that. Well, there was a brief excitement. There was a little bit of anticipation when we were walking oh, into the, the room. the anticipation, yes. I was, I was but rising. Once, was but once we were... get into the arm wrestle, we kind of, although they do pull the move where he twists his hand. Over the top. Over the, the top. He gets the grip over oh, the top that, and then that, she's that, over. She's what? done. Is that why the film's called Over the Top? I think so. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. We just l- I just lulled him into that false sense of security. Yeah, and then and I got the grip you know, over the top. Whilst he's pushing very hard against my arm, I'm desperately trying to get it up. I've got time to move my hand entirely. Just a little manoeuvre and then Come that's on, the end of Sylvester, it. Come on, Sylvester. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> yeah, yep. This is an absolutely ridiculous scene where I wanted somebody, I wanted them to have a car accident. When they're turning... The radio on and off and on and mm. off. Like Sylvester turns it on. Oh, this is a lovely song. The kid turns it off. He turns it back on. It goes for fucking about 30 seconds and I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, Let's yeah. not have this, okay? Let's move on to something else. Yeah, yeah. Okay? There was one part, though, where Sylvester goes, oh, you're going to wear that knob out there. And I thought, I just was hoping Michael Scott would pop up and go, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I was having to keep my go, you're an old <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Just move on from that. Yeah. That's uh, where this, that, that's some of the worst bonding slash butting heads. Yeah, kind yeah. Of. it's fucking ludicrous. Oh, it's bullshit. And yeah. again, I feel like that's where the uh, kid being kind of intrigued by Stallone because yeah. he's smart, squared away. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of butting heads, but it's not so overt. I think that yeah. would have worked better. I think that's where... Um, Engelback started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and he never stopped. Yeah, because we get to the part where, where the kid starts. Again, they go for, it's almost like Jerry, Jerry Maguire, mm. the kid's fucking spouting facts and, and knowledge and things like that. But the way that he does it is so fucking obnoxious mm. that it's really hard to like the kid. Yeah. You could say, you know, you, it's possible to do that while, while taking digs. But, but being on board with the kid's resentment. But because we don't know why Sly was gone, we don't know any of that sort of shit, we don't really understand what the kid's feeling, it just comes off as really obnoxious. Yes. This is where Ebert was probably winding up the backhand. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it wasn't Ebert, it was um, Siskel. Siskel, was sorry, out the back, the back Yeah, and the kid, that's not the, the actor, actor's fault. That's the no. screenplay's fault. Yeah. Because the screenplay just makes him so unlikable yeah. that... How can we get on board with bonding? Yeah. And again, Stallone, if, if, if in those couple of sequences in the cab of yeah. the truck, they explained why Stallone left, mm. the kid could kind of mull that over for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And he could give a reason that the kid isn't on board with and doesn't fucking, doesn't take, but can come to kind of understand through a, through a fucking, I don't know. It's, it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't have any of that. No, not at all. Now, these guys sleep upright. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. He fucking pulls over on the side of the road and says, okay, I thought we'd grab some shut eye. And I'm expecting him to get out and get in the cab. Yeah. yeah. They have those little, you know, beds in the back. Little bed in the back. No, no. He just no. fucking pulls his cap down ready to snooze on the spot. Yeah, fucking sleep upright. Yeah. Good luck feeling pretty good in the morning. At that point, I'm sitting there going, where's <laughs> Grandpa? Get those fucking papers signed because this is unacceptable. <laughs> 
Drive a hundred and fucking drive, drive you know another what? fucking forty k's down to the, the Holiday Inn this or something. This is fucking abuse. You just won a thousand dollars in an arm wrestling contest. You can afford a, ho- a cheap we hotel. We can stay in a yeah, two star hotel yeah. on the on the strip. Fuck. I mean, for fuck's sake, mate. But we can drive to the next Formula One and sleep yeah, on top exactly. of each other. <laughs> have a shower that actually fires out yeah. of your beds. Have a, sho- have a shower where. Yeah, you have to fucking stand very up, <laughs> up straight to stand in the shower and even then it doesn't hit you. <laughs> but no, no, let's sleep like this. Fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's child that. abuse. Like, I can see why people think you're a deadbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You can't wake up in the morning refreshed, ready to drive again. No. Like that? Fuck no. I mean, Jared, I can't even fucking wake up refreshed <laughs> after a nap. I can't in a up, bed. I can't, <laughs> I can't wake up refreshed when I feel like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Like it's, <laughs> so, so how am I going to go in a truck? I mean, there are mornings where I don't think I can drive to work. You are gonna, you are not going to want to be in the same fucking truck with me if I wake up after that. I'm going to be fucking so grumpy. And I snore like an absolute bastard if I'm not on my side. <laughs> Fucking hell, imagine me snoring, arms down by my side, oh. head bowed like this, going... <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I wake up thinking another truck's coming through, and it's, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, one of us actually got our hand tangled in the... <laughs> yeah. Good. Oh, for the love of God. But Ridiculous. You know, what, what better way to, to get yourself worked up after a shit night's sleep? Let's get out for a bit of roadside <laughs> fucking CrossFit in the morning to Kenny Loggins' worst song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Kenny up. told the Go Go Boys, I got three, you got, I got three days. That's all I can give yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm the king right. of the soundtrack. And then after he released that, he thought, shit, that's over. What's next? <laughs> yeah, well, What's that, that, that coincides with his career. Let's did. close that chapter. <laughs> <laughs> what have I got now? No, but yeah, what? Well, just coming back to sleeping on, in the truck camp, Sly has the gall to say, if you need a pillow, just. Pop your head against this fucking over-muscular shoulder yeah, here. On this piece of granite. <laughs> and then in the morning, he's fucking sleeping on that kid. <laughs> yeah, you bastard. <laughs> oh, liking you less by the minute. <laughs> but, yeah, we do a bit of cal- calisthenics. Sylvester shows him how to, you know, grab the front of the truck and... <laughs> Do like I don't know, fucking yeah. rose or something. He's got himself. A, he's got himself a total gym in the in the cab of the truck, and he only works one arm. That's fucking lunacy. Like, why would you have that in the script? Oh, he would have just, just been like over. Yeah, he'd been lopsided. He'd have been like a lobster. He's got one fucking massive. He sits down at the arm wrestling desk and falls over. I was expecting once he started to, once we started to get in the wrestling scenes, he throws that arm up on the table and then the other arm's looking like Chris Elliott in, in scary movies. Yeah, no. He comes, he comes in like this and then he goes, puts the fucking little one up. <laughs> Just silly, wasn't it? <laughs> Just silly. And he's in the fucking truck cab. He's driving a fucking ten-ton <laughs> truck, right? Which I believe you need two hands, a pretty big wheel. Yeah, yeah. And he's using one hand to fucking <laughs> pump his arms and biceps and doing a one-handed fucking drive. Yeah. It's not – they do not have a fucking power steer, mate. No. <laughs> like, no. It's not a power steering. Yeah. Silly. Oh, Absolutely silly. Sake. And then we go – Straight back to the kid being a 
this is where he gets really obnoxious about the fucking mental age and yeah, you, I'm assuming truckers only have a mental age of 11 to 13. I mean, in Sly's case, he does <laughs> 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 no, 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 because this yeah. is pre-Google, mate. Where'd you fucking get yeah. all this? And I actually, there's a moment here where I actually like it. Because I don't says, think National oh, right, Geographic we'll fucking... will read his digest and write, no, drivers are idiots. I mean, he might find letters to penthouse or something like that. That's the only thing. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's the only thing that was in there. <laughs> penthouse forum. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. By the way, I've got a question. Are truck drivers idiots? <laughs> and then I've also got a story. <laughs> I was driving my truck and picked up a lovely looking hitchhiker. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and the kid is at his absolute most obnoxious there. That yeah. stuff is just There's shit. no softening of the relationship, but still. Because essentially to... he's saying you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, basically, in no uncertain terms, he tells him that. I do kind of like the way Sly handles it and says, all right, hey, if you're so smart, it's yeah, your you turn to drive. That I don't know if that's sort of parenting. It's a bit unorthodox for me. It's just a touch unorthodox. Yeah. I mean, you probably shouldn't be doing it while you're hauling a load. A load of brood, funnily enough. <laughs> exactly, and I'm still using that shit. So. Yeah, you're an idiot, but you smell like a man. Like, <laughs> you got the mental age of a 15-year-old, but you smell like a fucking a suave 25-year-old. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Dave. You smell like you fucking, you know. Sorry, you smell like a suave 18-year-old because by the time you're 19, you realise no one wears boot. <laughs> yeah, they're all on the old spice train. Or <laughs> <laughs> the Lynx, the Lynx fucking axe body spray or whatever the fuck it is. But his, his, his parenting is unorthodox. He's driving a 10-ton truck, letting a 12-year-old fucking kid drive a 10-ton truck mm. who honestly would not be able to touch the fucking pedals. No, he wouldn't be able he wouldn't to He wouldn't be lo- tall enough to touch the pedals anyway. No. Uh, and so they should have at least had him wearing like a fucking block on his foot or something. Yep. And then he takes him into a diner and fucking starts trying to fleece some other kids out of their fucking hard-earned money <laughs> yeah. in an wrestling comp. Again, granddad's right. Your parenting is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was better when you're not here. But that, to me, that's the highlight of the film. Is it? Like he's, he's that gibbering rant he goes on in the car park. Uh. About how life owes you nothing. And, you After know, the kid, kid gets beat in the first round, it was a best yeah. of three. Yeah, best of three. You, you know, you, you, um, your kid has got everything, but you've got to learn that life, you've you got to make life halfway and it doesn't. And then he starts going on about, uh, if you lose, it doesn't matter. If you, if you lose like a winner. And I'm just like, what are we talking about? Like, what are you doing here? You know, I don't care if I win the 250000 or the... I just want the truck, but I want to lose like a winner. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Honestly, mate, you're talking like a loser. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm concerned. You start, you're just going on the rant about, you know, Mike beating himself. But, of course, the solution to that is to roll into the local truck stop and wrestle the town delinquents. That's, yeah, yeah. that's how you One fix that. One of them looks like he's about 25. <laughs> yeah, and he, I looks... actually noticed he had a fucking bicep vein. <laughs> like, that kid's not fucking knocking that kid yeah, guy yeah. off. Yeah, that was, that was bad. But, but the worst in, in part a way, about... In a funny, like it was funny to watch, so it was kind of like... The worst part awesome. about that is the way 
He's as they're wrestling, sliced out of you. The fucking wings going pump it, <laughs> pump it, go over the top. Pump Come it. on, over you could do it. Yeah. Like fuck, honestly. You if didn't you teach him that trick that, yet. You didn't teach him the secret grip, <laughs> the secret technique to get your grip over the top, and then fucking yeah, yeah. What though? If I walk past that and I see this fucking. 40-year-old man standing over some kids going, come on, pump it, pump it. I'm, I'm calling Charlton. Yeah, exactly. Going, yeah. oh, there's a problem here. Yeah. I think it's the same kid I saw sleeping in the truck cab overnight. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. got... I saw him, like, his head was hanging down, his dad was fucking snoring like an <laughs> asshole next to him. <laughs> and I think it was the same asshole. Like, yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, let's have a look here. What else have we got? Well, I believe... Uh... We head to the hospital next. No, no, we car chase first. Oh, we car chase. He gets fucking nabbed. Yeah, yeah. And the car chase is actually reasonably well directed. Yep. It's got a bit of excitement. It's it's actually done for real. Mm -hmm. Like it's actually done in the streets. Money, bit of money in it, Uh, and it it, it's reasonably tidy. Yeah, it was it was certainly in the positives. A few positives that were floating around. That was one of them. I'm not sure about crashing into the same car that your child's in. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> but, that either. But, yeah, it was, it was a bit of excitement. The, the car chase was pretty well done. Yeah, agreed. D- directed with enough flair, mm. I think, to say that was okay. We then end up at the hospital. Yes. Is that because Stallone's... Oh, no, that's right. The mother has gone into the hospital. Yes. So She's his wife, ex-wife. His wife... Still married. De facto. Still, I don't know. Partner because he's just, he, he went out for milk, got a truck, drove for 10 years. He's I'm coming back. I'm, I'm always back. Uh, the way the doctor fucking delivers the news of his wife's death is fucking ridiculous. He yeah. just walks up and goes, oh, sorry. oh she's dead. Your wife's on this afternoon. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Sorry about that. All the subtlety of a fucking sledgehammer. And then he doesn't even say sorry. Like, no, he doesn't even say, no. oh, I, I'm Condolences. Yeah, yeah. Be a loss. He kind of looks confused as he's delivering the news. As I said, I think oh, he was just going to go back I'm just going to go back and check. I fucking, I called it. But Look, uh, your wife's dead, but I've got a murder to, yeah, yeah. to, to solve. Of course, I was in fucking stitches making myself laugh because I called early on. I'm like, I think Terry Funk's going to turn up in a doctor's <laughs> outfit to, to <laughs> nick the kid again. Paging Dr. Funk. <laughs> of course, we started laughing at paging Dr. Funk. <laughs> They're hearing, you know, a bit of bass line. And, we want the fuck. I gotta have that fuck. Has anybody seen Dr. Funk? Yeah, he's on the dance floor. Yeah, I pronounced her dead at six o'clock. Yeah, she fucking, she's as dead as this guy. Honestly, fucking Dr. Funk. Yeah, what? That would have been the best part of the fucking movie. I was dead serious when I called it, though. I got I got back into that WWE headspace and I thought, oh, yeah, he's going to turn up. in chair off his scrubs. Threatening Hulk Hogan. I think I was just waiting for Dr. Funk to, to, to actually yeah, well, get us to do that something. That would have given Terry something to do. Exactly. He had fuck all else to do. That's what I was waiting for. All right. Sly turns up to the funeral in blue jeans, a collared shirt and tie. Jared, I've spoken about this before. It's a funeral. Yeah. Okay? It's not a place to wear jeans. Again, you won $1,000 arm wrestling not that long ago. Peter Jackson will run you a 1000 for a second. You don't even have to wear Peter Jacksons. Just get yourself down to fucking (laughs) (laughs) Lowe's. 
<laughs> Shit. Pick <laughs> up an ill-fitting suit. Yeah. Turn up. You still have fucking 950 left over. Yeah, what? <laughs> you can drive your truck in that thing too. Correct. But also, he turns up late. I know he's a little... Wanders in while it's actually ongoing. Yeah. Drops the, he just and he then fucking leaves. interrupts. I mean, you can stay for... You can stand at a distance. Even Grandpa... I know Grandpa's an asshole, but even he's not going to fucking cause a scene at a funeral. Surely. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he might tear off and okay, yeah, tell him just wrong, jam yeah. it up his ass. Yeah. But, yeah, Sylvester comes in, basically makes it all about him. Mm. Jared? Yep. All about him. Yep. Not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> he then drives his truck through the gates of the fucking compound, grandfather's compound, found, which, again, I think they're trying to go for an action beat. Yeah. But it just, again, there's just no real, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really give us a lot of, to me, that's at the end. Yeah. And the only way that could really And in fact, end, I thought that wasn't the end. The only really way the only way that was really gonna finish up was the way that it finished up. Yeah, nothing. You got arrested in front of your child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fucking strike three <laughs> on your fucking piss poor parenting book. Yeah. On the piss poor parenting bingo cards, so oh, fucking he's got it all covered. Fucking everybody's called bingo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> Lozier then goes over the top, like the grandfather. He goes fucking over the top once they're in there. When Stallone's going over the top his today. House. <laughs> he starts fucking screaming at him and all this kind of crap. And he has very little to do, very good actor, yep. left fucking floundering with nothing to offer other than being like a villainous yeah, kind a of asshole. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So you, you undercut him as well, mm. uh, which isn't helpful. No. Now... I think this would be the best part, best dialogue exchange of the film, when Hawk and Mike speak to each other in the jail. Yeah, it starts with the similar kind of nonsense, but it builds to probably the best. I think the best work between those two in the yeah. movie because he starts actually saying, "You see, the kid actually wants to be with him, but he's kind of saying, essentially, like, what can you offer me?'" Nothing. What, could, what, you know, I want you around, but are you going to be this guy or are you going to be? <laughs> are you going to be this kind of guy who's fucking in jail? You're going to be this cowboy that fucking makes you sleep in a bloody <laughs> in a truck every night? Or at least if you're going to do that, get me a fucking, buy a swag. Yeah, buy one of these fucking the pillows stars. you have in a plane, you know, <laughs> you put your whole op around your neck. But there's a little bit of back and forth and I like Sly kind of relenting. It's where the, the fucking underplayed performance of him actually kind of works. Where was Sly, how did Sly's performance sit with you? It wasn't very, it wasn't a lot of range to it. He was just very kind of docile for the whole. Yep. Yep. Even when he fucking jumps out of the truck cab, he doesn't seem fired up or anything. He just kind of. Even when he gets to Vegas, or, it's not Vegas actually, it's the fucking, where was it? The comp. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas. It was in Vegas, yeah, was it? yeah. I mean, fuck, show me Vegas. Mm. That's another fucking problem of, of directorial things. Give me a shot of the strip. Mm. Send me down the strip. Let me know it's Vegas. Yeah. I don't care if you fucking ram it down my throat. Drive your cab. Yeah, through down the, the middle phone. of the strip. <laughs> but one of the issues there with Stallone's performance is he's too understated. Yeah. There's no anger. There's no... There should be some anger about the way he's being treated. I'm still your yeah. father. Yeah, mate. yeah. I think, yeah, 
So that scene is the only time we still know nothing about. We still don't have a context for this relationship other than what we've seen, which is just so up and down. But it's the only time when the, I, I like the fact that there's not, as I said, that's where the underplayed part of it works. He's yeah. emotional, but he's not fucking yelling and screaming. Yes, and that's fine. That's and fine kids, for that. The kids kind of meets him at that level and kind of just says, you know, he's not angry, but he he's like, this this isn't this isn't what we we should be, yes. basically. Which is fair. Yeah, that's why the scene works because yep. it's fair. Uh, I was going to bring this in just before we get to the final half hour, which is fucking nonsense. But it's there's a lot of random shit happening there. The they use the same fucking four songs: Eddie Money, Kenny Loggins, Sammy some Hagar, other, Sammy Hagar, and some other song, and that's it. Mm. And I kind of see where Stallone's going with. I would have removed the rock songs and had yeah a score. So I wouldn't have taken them all out, but I understand what he's saying after watching it that we go back to the because there's very little score. The money. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, there's very little musical score. So that I feel like that hurts. Yeah, the rock stuff, the rock song stuff probably fits in parts of the Vegas. Yeah, fits in parts of when they're on the road, but there is too much of it. Yeah, especially when you're repeating the same song. Yeah, How if you had a whole soundtrack of songs, yeah, didn't they say they hired fucking Giorgio, yeah, Marauder or whatever yeah, who he made Never Any Story? Most of them. Yeah, like, yeah, surely he's got fucking ten songs songs in him, hasn't he? Yeah, probably. I thought he did, but you know, call Frank. He'll give you one. Probably start with, this is the end. (laughs) (laughs) Take it back. (laughs) Take it back. Now, once we get to the art wrestling competition, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. When we walk in there, we've got all these blokes with single dumbbells going <laughs> and doing fucking tricycle extensions till their fucking arms yeah. come off. And they're all lobsters. They've all been working the one arm in the, in the truck on the way to the tournament. Stallone also sits down and does like some sort of press thing. I yeah. think it's kind of like meant to be like, for the triceps, you know, yeah, you pushing. Because yeah. that's a key muscle in the arm wrestling game. As you would know, Adam, having worked it, you know, to perfection yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. My triceps looks like a horse kick. <laughs> <laughs> a I small mean. horse, because I can tell you right now, if I rolled up to an arm wrestling comp, people would be fucking laughing. Get this guy all out of here. Yeah. He's not even a lobster. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm a fucking yabby. Yeah, but what, <laughs> I bring, <laughs> what I bring to the table, Jared, is... Both hands, like I can go yeah. either way. You're going with the tricks. You're doing the tricks that, like, yeah. the sly goes, <laughs> just a quick bang. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. He cheated. He cheated. And then my next match, right hand. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know why? Because I've worked them both equally. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also sly goes from being totally kind of. Dry, so to speak. Next thing you know, he's doing this little pre- he's fucking oiled up. He's, oh, just yeah. been, he's just been bathed in Vaseline. Yep. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Also, like the, that we're weighing in in front of a fucking huge cheering crowd. But why are we weighing in? Why do we care? What we care well, about is he's up. Are you in the truckers division or are you in the, I don't know, what are the other if divisions? If it's a weight division, I understand. Yeah, but everyone, they end up fighting everyone. Well, They'll if you look at everyone. the size of bulls compared to Stallone. Yeah, I mean, fuck. There's no. There's, they're not in the same weight class. If they were boxing, yeah. I mean, it's like Sly, Sly trying to make out like Rocky Balboa was fucking a heavyweight. Correct. I mean, come yeah. on, come on, mate. No, Ninety k's. No. It's a it's a light heavyweight. Actually, I found out. 
90 keg is a light heavyweight. Mm. But a heavyweight's 100 plus. But he's not, whatever it is, he's not in the same class as Drago. <laughs> no, fuck no, no, no. Can he punch someone's I mean, heart out of their chest? You can no. buy it with Apollo and, and yeah, Clubber Lang. Yeah, he's roughly that size. But, Even uh, Clubber Lang, it looks a little bit untidy. I think Mr. T would have been bigger than, a lot bigger much. than Slide. Mr. T wasn't big. But uh, definitely not Drago. There's, no, a, there's a fucking no. weight difference, but a height difference. Is yeah, a, yeah. It's like Klitschko versus fucking, you know, Tim's, Tim Zoo, you know, they're yeah, fucking yeah. totally different size people. Yeah. Uh, but why are we weighing them? Is there a weight class? Because all I ever hear is he's from the trucker division. Yeah. Again, context, we don't have it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not, what about, we need point. to fill in all these gaps, Menem. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> Canon and context never went well together. <laughs> no, they did. I think the only thing I learned from this is that in Vegas we'll bet on anything, won't we? Like... <laughs> It's not a... 20 to 1, you put 7K on it? Yeah, good Fucking move. Fucking hell, Sylvester. I would have put 4K on it, kept 3 up kept my sleeve. Kept 3 up sleeve. For he a couple of nights at the Bellagio. Himself, <laughs> total confidence. Okay. Yeah, true gambler's mentality. Oh, well, if you win, you lose. Yeah, yeah. You're a loser and you're a winner. Well, you should have said that at the thing. Well, that's what I call gambling. As long as I lose like a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, um, you if you lose, you win nothing. Yeah, yeah. In uh, gambling, there's no such thing as losing like a winner. There's only losing all your money <laughs> in one go. <laughs> Have I made that clear to you? Yeah. Because yeah. you see, to explain it to you, when you win in gambling, we give you money. If you lose, you don't get back, money. He comes back so after it's the hard tour. to lose like a winner. <laughs> he comes back after the tournament and he's lost and he's there going, but I lost like a winner. <laughs> and he's, fucking, he's slapping on the fucking glass going, yeah. I lost like a winner. Where's my fucking money? I think I'm going to try that next time I head down the crown and throw a few dollars on the roulette. <laughs> What happens if I lose like a winner? <laughs> Will you give me give me a chip? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I hate this place. Um, yeah, yeah, I hate this place. Here's another fifty. <laughs> Straight back in. Yeah, put fifty on that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. A bloke dislocates his elbow during a match, which is the best part of the film. Yeah, because so clearly legit. that's part of the comp the, when they when they got some footage of the real comp. That is legit, that and it's fucking goes. awful. Yeah, I, you see his course, entire elbow go fucking of, bang. Of course, I laughed. I didn't mean <laughs> to laugh. I didn't laugh at the injury, but I laughed when he kind of has no reaction for about five <laughs> to ten seconds, and then he kind of just looks up and goes. <laughs> Start screaming. Like, yeah, well, I understand the reaction, but it was a fair delay. I'd be fucking that. screaming from the second it happened. Oh, fuck, yeah. It was awful. Oh, fucking awful. But was, of course, uh, that's what happens. That's what would have happened to Sly every time he attempted to go against some bloke. Sly's fucking would have been one arm short. <laughs> yeah, it would have yeah, disconnected Dad, at the shoulder. Dad, you're fucking 20 kilos lighter. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Oh, well, they had to cut my arm off. But yeah. I was losing like... <laughs> I was losing like a winner. <laughs> yeah, I lost my half like a winner. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking horrible. It was fucking horrible. It reminds me of that thing on the footy show with Wendell Saylor and yeah, Ben Ross. That was his, he, arm, that, yeah. his arm broke. Yep. It wasn't a dislocation, but I just remember seeing it. And Wendell Saylor's reaction is like, holy fuck. Like yeah, he, yeah, he lets yeah. go of him as if he's fucking badly... Like he's deliberately well, yeah. hurt him or something. Like he did. <laughs> like he, he did, but he didn't did. mean to do it. He's no, just like, he holy shit. But this is the thing when you get two very, very strong individuals, sometimes the body gives. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. a lot of pressure to put that's on right. there, isn't it? 
Yeah. We finally get to the arm wrestling. We finally get there. And it's just underwhelming. Can like I tell you that what I thought was the dumbest part of the movie? Was it the um, talking heads? The fucking interview. These little interview fucking like we're in the tournament. But it doesn't look like it's. I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah, I get the idea. Like, oh, yeah, there's coverage of this. But it just looks silly when you put it, when you whip it in there with no. Who's covering it? Was it ESPN? Well, the Ocho? ESPN Ocean? 3. <laughs> Fuck, we've got 24 hours to fill these days with ESPN. <laughs> yeah, four channels or whatever. I think it was just an in house, an in house fucking CCTV closed circuit set up for the people, for the, for the mountains of people that were in the venue. <laughs> Oh, just no. waiting for the next round of bingo to start or whatever it was that they were doing there because I don't think it's – look. I'm waiting again, for Siegfried and Roy to come on. I better go across the road and check out this shit. Not trying to, not trying to take shots at, at arm wrestling. No. But it just it, – it doesn't fit because it's never one of these things to get like massive crowds like that. And the crowds are fucking going off the whole time. There's never a, oh, we're between fights. There's just a lot of people There's got to be a dot race between the fights. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be things off. going on. Which, again, when you, it's fucking half an hour at Fever Pitch. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. The fact that when we read the, the trivia and it said that the competition went for fucking 12 months mm. and ended in an 18-hour slog down at fucking... I mean, I, I could, you could not get me in there for more than 20 minutes. I'd no. see a couple of arm wrestles yeah. and I'd be like, all right, that what was cool. What the final on? Like, that's when I'll be back <laughs> and I'll join the crowd because I'm not watching 18 hours of it. Especially no. when you're in the casino. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gambling. I'm down at the table. I'm gambling for 18 hours. As I'm being removed by security, yeah. you can send me back. I come back to <laughs> <laughs> I say, oh, there's the, the fucking arm wrestling final. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. I'd be so fucking pissed. They just drop. <laughs> Wheel me in there. Leave me there. We need numbers at the arm wrestling tournament. Yeah, the security guys there fucking radio squeaks and goes, We need numbers at the arm yeah, wrestling tournament. The arm wrestling they roll me out right. to the fucking. Yeah, lose like a winner. Woo! <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Here I am fucking sitting there. Yeah, you wouldn't see the final. You'd see the intro and then. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd say to people, fuck off. That. <laughs> They'll find you in the truck being in your way. Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> How'd this one get here? He couldn't walk when we fucking rolled him in here. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Of course. When he look, look, there's there's all these rules. So it's a double, it's a double elimination or a double loss elimination. Yeah, yeah. We go to a bracket. It seems like a bracket. <laughs> we just see people going and then we go, oh, we're down to 32. And then all of a sudden we're informed it's a double loss. You get, if you lose twice, you're out. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, what's the fucking, who are we fighting next? But um, doesn't that also fuck up your bracket? Because if someone lost once previously, yeah. they come in, they lose. It's like McIntyre system. <laughs> 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 Instead of going with the simpler format, we fucking complicate it. McIntyre system. <laughs> for an arm wrestling bracket. Yeah, pretty much. That McIntyre's got a fucking fair bit to answer. How do you cock that stuff up? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. I think um, it actually kind of... If you're doing a real tournament yeah. and we get to the final and you want to determine, okay, well, who's the best out of all these guys and they go around and yeah. arm wrestle everyone 
And as soon as you lose two, you're gone. Yeah, and yeah that, that makes more sense. It makes more the sense. The top eight. But again, for a movie, we don't know who's next. We don't know who's – we just know who's still in it. It, it was a way of – it was a cheap way of trying to bring some, you know, he's down and out. Yeah. But what it, what it means is we know, oh, yeah, he's going to drop one. Mm. Of course. He's allowed to drop one. So he's going to drop one and then he's not going to lose after that. We kind of get that. And that's when he, he fucking loses his that. first match. Seems to pull a tendon in his fucking lobster-like arm. <laughs> a and, then, and then he starts wandering around with a fucking sort of a elbow wall. wall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Stretches he's a leg doing there. The elbow. I mean, that's not helping. No, it's not. You it's needed not. to actually get it strapped, mate, properly. Yeah. And let me tell you. The people in Vegas were way more excited than I was through this whole thing. Oh, no doubt about it. My favourite bit, though, is when Tezza Funk comes down to tell him the grandfather wants to see you upstairs. Yeah. And fucking Sloan's getting worked on by a couple of masseuses. Yeah, yeah. And then as it cuts back to Terry Funk leaving, like walking away from him, so we've got Sloan sitting in a chair... And Funk standing in front of him, and there's a whole crowd of people behind him, and and whole crowd just, of people singing, "We want yeah, the fuck." Yeah, like that. right. <laughs> gotta have that fuck. And then you've got all these, you've got participants and stuff as well. Yeah. And as Terry walks away, all you can see is this fucking this massive dumbbell going. What's he doing? A fucking <laughs> hammer curl? <or> <laughs> He's doing fucking tricep extensions. Tricep. Like, I'm like, fucking hell. Oh man. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I did enjoy, and this was where the only kind of, it's almost what you expect, John Grizzly. So he fucking eats a cigar <laughs> and then he drinks some motor oil between Yeah, and I did fight. like the light gag with him putting some fucking Pepto-Bismol and yeah, giving out the seltzer afterwards. <laughs> after <he's> all that. <laughs> yeah, that they was, saw the humour in it. That was right up my alley. I thought that was rather humorous. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I could have done with one or, one or two more of like just a little bit of a, a um, you know, we we straight away get the sense, oh, well, John, John Grizzly's a fucking lunatic. He's a wild man. <laughs> I know. So, but also we needed a bit more of blokes getting the Christ slapped out of him. Because yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> this might be the only movie, though, where we get at least three sequences <laughs> of a fucking a face slap fire up <laughs> sequence, the Tommy Rodonica style. <laughs> but as I said to you, Adam, the funniest thing is we're slapping faces and then we go and arm wrestle. <laughs> I know. We're I not know. playing football and bashing heads or anything. Yeah, we're just, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah smack, 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 smack. Give me a hand. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's very, it's very, um, it doesn't work within the context of the sport. Yeah. Uh, Once so, again. It's so, and this is where the interviews again don't work. They go through and we get, everyone gives us a bit of John Grizzly kind of, you know, a smack talk and slide. Yeah, I'm just going to crush the bloke. I'm going to rip his oh, fucking arm off. I just care about the truck. And, it's <laughs> and then he says, when I turn the hat around, it's like turning a switch. <laughs> turn a switch. I switched from winner to loser, but I lose like a winner. <laughs> like... <laughs> just prior to that, when he's getting called out for the semis, yeah. we cut to him and he's lovingly staring at the fucking truck like some sort of scumbag. <laughs> yeah. His, his interviews are fucking ridiculous. Like, they are the worst. That's, mm. the, that's the problem. They're even worse. They're trying to make him like the non, like the humble, yeah. the humble outsider. Yeah. But it's fucked. It doesn't work at all. Because no. all he does is go, crap, on about the truck? Then he talks about how he fucking turns his hat around, he switches on. <laughs> like, 
You just just yeah. get in the fucking ring and do that yeah, wrestling. Shut there, up. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, you're the not guy interviewing these the guys. Looking at the camera, giving it the fucking uh, neck chop. Like, cut this guy off. Like, directors oh, going fucking hell. Go to camera B <laughs> for Christ's sake. Yeah. Go to the dot race. <laughs> Go to the fucking dot race right now. Get off this guy. You know what? We'll cut that out when we when we, when we put it on. Yeah. Um, just just get in touch with the producer and tell him no more live interviews. We're fucking pre-recording this so we can chop this up. We don't need it. No need to go live. Um, yeah, it's, oh, it really – the final – A lot of screaming, a lot of slow-mo. A lot of screaming, a lot of slow-mo. The final goes for about two minutes, doesn't it? Yeah, which is longer than any arm wrestle's ever gone for. And this is where you really see the limits of arm wrestling as a cinematic <laughs> – Tournament, yeah. like it's so fucking, it's so fucking boring for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It, it the only thing it brings is that the other guy's got a second chance because he's never lost. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to lose twice. Does he? I think he only loses once. Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah, he loses once. Maybe in the go. final it was a. It was a no-holds-barred elimination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were not told of this. <laughs> you know, it's but it was the final match. Yeah. But, yeah, because that's, that's where it fails, right? Because he makes his way through to the final match, but Sly's still got one to go. But, yeah, I think you're right. We don't see Bull lose at all. Sly loses once. Yeah. Bull does not lose until the final. So, yeah. technically, we're he level, gets to go again. Yeah, he gets to go again. Let me tell you something. Sly's not getting that fucking out of himself again. No, shit, no. <laughs> He's toast. He's toasted, yeah. I mean, unless he gets back on the horse. Bull just turns rack. around and goes, slap me in the face. Bang, I'm ready to go again. <laughs> yeah, ready to go again. And once again, I mean, fucking arm for arm, Bull's ripping his fucking arm off and jamming <laughs> oh, up his ass. Like, he's just too big. Bull's arm is, it's like Sly's, it, it's, it's like a leg muscle. It's yeah, fucking, it's a thigh. Exactly, exactly. So the bit that I don't like about it is it's, it's not very exciting, but also Lozier, his Robert Lozier, the grandfather has been fucking shit canning this bloke for all the entire film. Yep. Including not not the night before he goes into the finals. He tried to give him half a million dollars, dollars to go away. Yeah, well, I'm taking that five hundred thousand. Oh, well, it's, yeah, because he wins two fifty for the tournament. He puts um he put seven thousand on him seven, for twenty seven, to one. Twenty to one. What's that? One forty. One forty. Another five hundred on top. I'm almost a millionaire. Yeah. I'll just take the million and not have to fucking turn up for day two. Yeah. But the, and, the, and the kid, the kid turns 18 in seven years. Because he says, you'll, I'll give you half a million and. A truck. Truck, doesn't he? Holy shit. Yeah, you're laughing. Go yeah. away. I forfeit. <laughs> I forfeit immediately. Oh, uh, yeah. So he. But, yeah. The, but also, he's been shitting all over him. Yeah. And then we're supposed to believe by the end of the film that he's relented. No, I didn't realise you could arm wrestle. Yeah. Oh, you've arm wrestled so, so well. So forget about that. Forget about all that stuff. I thought about you dealing drugs and things like that. You're you not a loser. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit silly. Yeah, it's but ridiculous. also it's the last half hour shows how disconnected those two things are. Yeah, yeah the yeah. arm wrestling and the fucking the family storyline. Yeah, okay, I'm arm wrestling to win you over. <laughs> Sorry, oh, that sounds so it. ridiculous. Sounds ridiculous, but. When that's happening, when the arm wrestling's happening, you can't have any of the fucking other stuff around it. Like no. it just doesn't. No. It, it would have been better to separate that stuff entirely. Yeah. That it's a it's the stuff about him, that's his side stuff. The arm wrestling 
perhaps could have even been in the middle of the film. Oh, I, well, it could have bookended with drama. Let's not try to fix. <laughs> let's not try to fix it. <laughs> We're just digging a deeper hole. Well, Sylvester gave us some minimal ideas about what he thought he'd do. Yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of problems. And again, that's there's more than that. There's a lot yeah. more. Than, there's yeah. a lot more to work on than just that. Did you have anything else? Because that was me tapped. Yeah, no, that was pretty much it. That's over the top. Back to the first question: Is it his worst? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not no his God, worst. no. Fuck it's not no. His worst. No one. I can give you three or four worse than this. Mm. Some that I haven't actually seen. Yeah, that you just know. I know it. <laughs> definitely worse. <laughs> no, no, definitely worse. I have seen stuff on my mum will shoot. Not yeah. for a while. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> it's fucking awful. But you mentioned Rambo last one. Yeah. Definitely worse than this. Yeah. As bad as this is, yep. Rambo Last Blood's much worse. All right. That is over the top. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you ever else you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrillme Podcast Australia, at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of the next film. But until then, take it easy, everyone, and we'll catch you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.